for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10. Outstanding. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here for our first club and um, review show of the year, looking back at the first round of fixtures from the weekend. As always, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever Teamwear, proud suppliers of all Armagh GA merchandise. I'm very happy to welcome on Tommy Coleman, former Clan Iron manager, who of course led the Lurgan men to the promised land last year and got their hands on the Jerry Fagan Cup. Um, Tommy, we're here to discuss all the club action. And of course, there's only one place to start, and that is with Clan Iron. A huge win um, against Madden um, on the first day of the, of the, of the year, 3.13 to 7 points. You were at this game, Tommy. What what a way to start the league campaign for Clan Iron. First of all, thanks, Sean, for having me on. And yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was uh we went down expecting a real, real tough game because over the last two years when I was with with Clan Iron, we didn't beat Madden at all. Madden were, you know, very, very, very strong outfit, played some great football. And then yesterday at half time, things were very, very tight and you know, we were two points ahead, and rightly so, we were, we were slightly against it. And uh, we came out in the in the third quarter, so to speak, and sort of just scored three goals and blew it away. Played some fantastic football, real good football, and and we had a whole lot of young, you know, a whole lot of young lads in for the first time there, and uh, it was great to see, great to see them, you know, been at home uh, in uh, such great of football, and just org as well. You know, we didn't have. Ali, the Ali of our county trail, and uh, Shay Hafferin's out at the moment as well. With a he went through a procedure of the hip, but hopefully he'll be back uh, for June. And uh, lads and everyone in and filled in. It was it was it was great to see. It was good to see uh, young Ram Ian. He was back. That was his first first game in about three years, and he had a solid forty minutes or so. So he'll only improve as the season goes goes on as well. And that's that's Clan Iron's first, as you say. Madden beaches, I think twice last year, and Madden were the ones that won one B and you finished second. Is, is that championship win from last year, Tommy? Has it installed just an air confidence about Clanner now that you know they know that they're the best team in the county or that on last year's experience anyway? You know, to go and face Madden away on the opening day, it's it's not an easy game to start the season. Oh no, it's not. It was a very, very difficult game, you know, and we're going to grow up hoping for the best, you know, especially without the lads there. And uh, yes, there could be some truth in it. Maybe we have talked a wee bit confidence out of it this year. We, we don't know, you know, only time will tell as, as we go along. It's early days and as the saying goes, one swallow doesn't make a summer. But you can only be impressed with them yesterday, you know, and um, some of the boys, you could see that they've grown in stature. Uh, Colin Campbell was a mentor in the middle of the field again, and uh, Jack Conlon, who who came on irregularly and done the business for us last year, uh, went out from the start yesterday and was 
was superb the whole game and probably he would have been man of the match, you know. He would he gave a, he gave an awesome display of centre half forward play. And Tommy, as I said, you were at that game at it as a supporter. How what sort of supporter are you now that you're off the sideline? Oh, it was great. It was great, you know, it was great. It was a totally different thing there. But that you see the lads and you see them perform that well and you know, you're able to uh, you're able to stand there and watch it and you know, you can probably, you know, even see more of the game. Uh, if, uh, if anything, it's just it's just not intense around you. But it was nice there, you know. But it was, you know, it's as we bit there saying to us, you know, we'd love to be there as well. But you know, it's, it's time to move on and the the lads that's in there now are are, are great lads, like really, really lovely on his team, Danny and uh, Benji and Stevie. They're, they're all great clan of men, they're all very knowledgeable, all young, a lot younger than what I am, and be able to maybe give, you know, hopefully they'll be able to find home in all the islands in the not too distant future. On the three goals you mentioned, Tommy, they all came um, after half time, and I think it yeah. was a, a tight game. What they were obviously the turning point, the, the three goals from I think it was Don McCarthy, Connor McConville, and Aidan McConville got the three goals. Yeah, yeah, they came through just at um, we sort of hit them on the counter. Uh, we, we got up and we were able, uh, Mabs on the, on the attack, we were able to turn them over. Um, we went pace, went right through them, and uh, we're, the boys were absolutely flying. Uh, and I think that's crazy. I am after the season that they had last year, you know, to be going on so long and then to still be able to have that their, that fitness and that their level of, of, uh, of, um, uh, of football in them still and you know uh, only a few months later on the speed of it was, was, was brilliant and then once they got the first goal then they opened it up and, and it got Madden Madden they had to come at them more once, and uh, once Madden came at them they were able to return them and when they hit them on the counter they, they couldn't handle them at all and through the tone show they could have had a few scored more could have had a couple of goals you know and defensively Tommy obviously the goals were the big turning point they only hit, they held Modern to just two points in that second half as well. Yeah, that's right. They were very, very well, very well compact. They came back, they dropped back off, and filled the filled the spaces in well. And as I said, when they were able to turn them over, then they were able to go at pace, and and Modern couldn't handle them going forward. They just came forwards and threes and fours, and they were able to they were able to pick off the scores nicely. It was a it was real opening. And that uh, puts Clanner on top of the league on, on score difference, obviously, um, having the biggest win in Division 1A. The second is the Harps. They beat Mahari yesterday, 113 to five points. And I suppose this was a, a tale of a team missing men. Mahari were down their county men. The Lavries didn't play. Uh, Stefan Cusick didn't play. And the Harps, while they weren't full strength, they had the, the backbone of their championship winning team from 2017, the likes of Joe McElroy. Um, Charlie Vernon, Minnie McShane, Jackie McKenna all available. So the scoreline might have shocked people, but once you've seen the two contrasting teams, it maybe was not much of a surprise that the Harps were were pulling up really when they won this game. No, it was not. I wouldn't have been surprised at all with that one. You know, I've said in the previous interview we were talking about it, we think Harps wouldn't be, you know, as late goes here, uh, with having the full complement of players. Uh, you know, there's no reason why they won't be at the top end of this year and challenging for the hours, you know, in Division One. Uh, Mahari, you know, got off the Mahari got off the bad start last year too, but they were, when then we're able to get the boys back, they'll sort of try and they'll take the time, they'll pick and 
they'll get themselves right to the championship again. That's where they'll want to be. Um, you know, they'll pick up points somewhere along the line. Well, they get go on, but they'll get James and and David back, and along with, with, with Staffy, he'll make a big. They'll make a big, huge difference. And then the county men come back in after that. There, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a totally different team. You know, so I wouldn't read too much into Mahri's form what way it'll go, but I, I think that they'll. They'll be happy enough. If they finish sixth in the league, they'll be happy enough. As long as they're coming in fresh and ready for the championship, that'll be their, their millennium show, you know. And I suppose with the Harps, Tommy, they're maybe lucky in a way that every club wants to have a county man and somebody on the county, but they have no county men. Charlie's retired, obviously. Joe stepped away a couple of years ago. Um, Tom O'Keefe, he was on it last year. He's injured at the minute. He didn't play yesterday, but the barring injuries, and every team's going to have a few injuries, they're going to have a full team to pick from every week. That's what I'm saying. They said they'll have their full complement of the players, and you know I think that they'll be, to me, they'll be favourites to win that league. You know they're and you know they're they're a good outfit. They have everybody there. Sean, they're they're they're, they're strong, strong contenders for even not only just a league but for for championship honours. And it's a great chance for many of them. You know to get their get their format and to blood a few players through to have them ready in case of injuries for the championship, so that everybody knows their system and what way they want to play. And I think the, the Harps are in a very, very good, in a very, very strong place this year. On the Harps, um, as I mentioned, I just want to give a special mention to Joe McElroy. He was amazing yesterday. Tell me, and I know, okay, Mahari weren't full strength. He wasn't maybe up against um, a full strength Mahari team, but Joe McElroy, he's shown why he was on the county there for a couple of years. And I suppose Charlie Vernander deserves a mention too. He retired in 2019 and this is going to be his first full run on a club season because of um, the restrictions and COVID and everything. So having them men available, the Harps, they're just going to be in a strong position for the rest of the league, barring any injuries. Uh, that's what I said, barring any injuries at all. And even if they do, you still want to pick up an odd one here and there. Like the, the one the main the minor championship last year. So there's a few lads there ready to come in and get blooded as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Benny by using this year league campaign, picking his matches, and maybe giving Charlie and them a rest, one or two of them a rest here and there, uh, making keeping them fresh and keeping them ready for the championship, and blooding some of them young lads uh, from the minor team last year, young Grimley and them was around the middle with a phenomenal season for them at minor level. So uh, I would expect them, you know, to to really really push on this year. You know they've been looking at the at the championship. I said, uh, you know, this is this could be a year for them. I think if anything, uh, us winning the championship last year is probably inspired a lot of teams. You know, and said, look, if Clan Erdogan go and do this, there's no reason why we can't. And uh, it's just, I suppose, by a small team like Joe and and Charlie and the and the older lads, so that you know, when championship time comes along, that they're fresh and ready to go. I'm moving on then to the third game yesterday, crossing Green Moore. I suppose from a Green Moore point of view, there's not there's probably no more difficult a place to go to than Cross McGlend on the opening day of the league. And I know again missing men, but Cross still fielded a, a fairly strong team, the likes of Paul Hughes, Aaron Kiernan, and Kean McConville, all still available. Yeah, it's, it's cross we had look, we had look that you know they had right few of the boys that played against started in the final last year against us. Mm-hmm. And they had a very, very, very strong right foot out. Graham Moore is sort of in a position of Harps. I'm interested to see what way, what way they go and what way the season goes for them. The new new management team in there as well, Sean, Michael McLean. And uh, they'll need a wee bit of time just to put their stamp on what they want to do mm-hmm. and what way they want the, the game to be played. So, you know, 
Graham Moore, I suppose, a little bit disappointed enough that they didn't win, but they're only two points away. And uh, as I said, they're only setting up. They're only finding their, new, their feet with their new management team. And Graham Moore could be, a, could, could be a, I think they'll be up at the higher end of that league too when, when, we, come to, when we come to July, you know. And Cross McLean, don't want to start previewing next weekend, Tommy, but that's uh, yeah. we'll have to mention that they're playing Clan Air in a repeat of last September or, or, or October, I think it was. Um, yeah. Both teams, obviously, not at full strength, but Clan Air getting Cross at home, that's going to be a, a game they want to win. Yeah, well, two, that's it. Two teams will want to go and, you know, and they'll want to get a result there. And it'll be, a, you know, they want to let down a marker, set down a marker. Here we are. And this, this is what we work, where we're going to go this year. Uh, Cross will be, they have a big nut, they have a chap at the bit, you know, after losing two finals in a row, uh, you know, the last time that happened was back away back in the 1940s. So they were going out and they were looking at us at Clanner and Substarts and they want to do a job on them and their home patch. But at the same time, Clanner and said, uh, you know, we were looking to make Clanner in a fortress and you know, try to win our home matches. And whatever you picked up away from home is always a bonus in, in the league. So, yeah, there's a lot to that there much, and uh, it'll be a lot of interest in people to come to watch that one because uh, it could set the stall out to see where, where things are later on in the year, quite definitely. But yeah, Clara came through yesterday, and you know don't seem to have any more you know no more injuries, so it'll be close to the team that played that played yesterday. And is the way things are going there with Kirky and stuff, I can't see any other Kirky boys playing. So I don't know whether like Keane will be able to get away next week or not and play. So. He could be he could be brought in, you know, into the into the mix for the Donegal game. I can't see many more matches that are for the boys before before the county game, the end of the end of the month. And just to finish up on Division One A, then it was Drummond T and Cleve. Um, Drummond T, obviously the league winners last year, and um, they'd be happy enough with a, a point at home. The teams drew Tommy not nine to not nine. Um, Drummond T, a few retirements and a few injuries as well. I think they'd be happy with that that first first round um, getting a draw. Oh, I think you get anything out of your first game. You're you're contented off, you know. What you don't want to be doing is getting you know is getting lagging behind and getting nothing out of your first two or three games. Drummond T, I'd be happy enough. Calibia or a good up a common say. Watched them last year in the championship, and I have to say, of all teams, I was really really impressed with them, and I felt. If they would have pushed on a wee bit more and you know, but a wee bit braver that day um, with, a, with a forward play, because it won plenty of possession defensively. And you know, with a, if they'd have moved the ball a bit quicker and, and had that wee bit more belief in themselves, I think they could have maybe pushed on that day and, and beaten the cross. So, I, they're, they're a very, very good side. They only have a couple of county players there as well. I don't know why they played yesterday or not. You know, I, I didn't see anything on the report. But not named and not named would suggest to me that the two of them were the two of them were set up really uh, very well defensively. And um, you know, they're always hard to crack down, especially going to Drum and is always a hard match in Drum and T and Canadian, that's a that's a real derby battle too. So it was never gonna be there was never gonna be a whole lot in that one. So probably both teams will come away happy enough. They're no uh, no boasting around the parses there. Huh? And we'll move on to 1B then. Tell me the Grange were huge winners over Kerr Cruppen, 5-12 yeah. to 5 points. And I suppose for Kerr Cruppen, it just shows the gap. They, they've come from 2B straight up into 1B and they've jumped two grades there. And while they were amazing winning the Intermediate Championship last year, 
it's just Granger a season, you know, they've been up there two or three years now. They know what it's all about in 1B and it just, it was a massive jump for Kerr Crubbon. It was a massive jump for them. It was, it was one of the teams that I was looking out and looking forward to see how much they maybe would have progressed and how much they would have went there. They're a good, young, strong, physical, everything. I thought of all the attributes to do well in this division. You know, Greens came up, they won it from 2B as well. They won the media two years ago from 2B and came up and did an Australian job and, and held their own in, in 1B. And that, that's a massive win for me. That actually was one that surprised me. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprised with Greens winning, but by that manner, that there was a big, big, that's a big, big win, you know. And, you know, Barry had his work cut out, you know, giving them young lads a bit of a, getting them to get lifted again for the, for the next game. You know, 1B is, it's, a, it's a, I know myself how difficult it is. We're, we were there last year and uh, some cracking teams on it. And, you know, it's not easy. You're going to the Greens, it's not easy. Greens, you know, well, look, even there's Collie Hanna. Collie, Collie Hanna do match here yesterday, but you take them, you take, you put, you put Aidan Ross uh, and uh, Aidan Ross and, and Jason Duffy, uh, Nugent, uh, and Duffy, Jason Duffy and that there forward line. Jeez, that makes an awful difference like, to, to, to the lack of Collie Harris. So you're up against them there teams and not their, and not their 1B. It's a tough, tough, tough assignment on there. You know? And just on forward lines, I suppose the Greens have as good a forward line as you're going to see in 1B the McKenna brothers would probably walk into any team and be in toll. And that's without Ethan Roverty on Justin Cairns as well. I know it. That's what I said. I'm just going to say that. Justin Cairns is, uh, look, we called him, call him Hall and Tall last year in the championship. He was absolutely superb. And the two McKennas on toll. I mean, they're all him. Boys are all there and they're all fit. They're, they're a good outfit. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And as you said, Ethan goes back into there and Justin goes into there. Like they'll, they'll be hard to deal with and not there having football. Well, indeed, and they're uh, rolling so this year. Rolling, he'll they've not had the chance. He's you know, he, he's very astute to detail, so he'll do a poor job there. Yeah, and I think Kerkrop and have a big break now. I think they, they've a, a bye of the Easter break, then are the arm all match the break out again. So I think it's a couple of weeks to Kerkrop and so maybe they don't mind getting that first game out of the road, they can get a, a Two or three week block of training and get ready for their next game. Then, yeah. well, hopefully that's what that will do. Because I, you know, I watch them and I'm excited about them. Because I tell you, I think that you know, I think they're a real good side. And hopefully, you know, this year, you know, things just didn't go for them on the day, and they're able to rally back up round and mm-hmm. and play the football that was seen from them last year, and they made the championship. You know, I I really rate them. There's a couple of great forwards, young young Woods and young Kelly. We're very, in particular, we're very, very, very good. So, uh, so we'll just have to see what way Barry can get them going again. But as you said, three weeks is a good, good period. And maybe get a friendly and somewhere along the line, and that'll do them the world of good. You know? And Sourcefields and Silverbridge. Sourcefields obviously coming up as well. They're coming, they won 2A last year, but yeah. there'd been more seasoned campaigners that have played senior football that have played in the senior championship for Sourcefields. And, just to mention Thomas McAllen, he was the, the game winner. He scored 2 4 yesterday. Yeah, that's Brands lad. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a good win for Sourcefields. You know, uh, Brandon Hughes is with him there. Uh, Brandon knows his stuff as well. And Silverbridge are always, always tough, tough, tough opponents. You know, that's their league. You know, when you look at the, the Silverbridge, 
they would have been, they would have been without Jordy Oak yesterday. Uh, they have they put up, that's a poor place to go to. They would put up that there score and only get beat by the road road. But Thomas Thomas let me Thomas Thomas handled the well there for a while and you know come back and they get two four on the sheets, just an incredible performance. And you know, we've got them at Jones out there, good lads as well, good players, and they'll be confident enough of doing a good job in one day, and hopefully they'll be looking to they'll be looking to finish at the higher end of it. So they will. I think we, we we sort of expect that with, with Sarsfields now, like although they were in the intermediate last year and obviously disappointed that they didn't win the intermediate championship. Once they come back up into senior, you know that it's such a difficult place to have to go to, um, and it's a it's a tough place to get points. Is is Sarsfields? It always has been. It sort of over the years, and they've always had great great players there, and always played a great style of football, and it moved the ball very very quickly. And I could say, you know, I, I could say they'll, I, I think they'll, they'll be one of the teams that will finish at the higher end of the table, mm. you know, and I don't think, you know, there's be three going down like that this year, Sean, will yeah. there? Yeah, there's three three relegation spots. Uh, three going down, I, I don't think Sorceries will be one of them. I think they're, they're a good side and, you know, they'll get, they'll get you know, that's, that is a good win and a good start. And that's, that's what it's all about. And if you can get two or three notched on, that takes the pressure off you and allows you to play the good football. Whereas, if you're at the other end of the spectrum and, and you've lost two or three, you know, and you stay and you start chasing games and then the panic sets in, you can and you can find yourself at the wrong end of it. And especially with three going down there, like it's a it's, it's you know, it's it's a it's a tough, 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 tough division. So it is. And you know, Collie Hanna, you know, you look Collie Hanna, Collie Hanna may for for the players that they have could maybe struggle for good parts of the league until they get them three boys back and depending on when they get them back. You know, would they be able to pull the gap back to 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 save themselves or not? You just you just don't know. I think one B is possibly because of the three relegation spots. It's possibly the most exciting, and um, because all nine teams look at the start of it to be fairly even. And Kerr Krupp and maybe have thrown a spawner in the works now that maybe they're just shy of that level, but they're a young team and they're a young and common team, yep. and will will know further down the line whether they're at this level or not. Yeah, but you know, the first day they're probably going out and they're a bit nervous. And you know, Brains, Brains is no easy place to go to, but you're right, you know, but the, the results is going, you know, you the clan the clans and uh Mullabon there yesterday, you know, the clans were winning yesterday, and just hopefully that I think by all accounts the young fellas doing well now and he's home. There was a bad injury there yesterday, Sean. And uh they had the game had to get abandoned, but uh you know, we take clans, Mullabon, all these things. That's that is going to be. It's you know, anybody in any given day could beat anybody in that. Just who's on their day, and it uh, is your right. But hopefully, talking on, on that their performance yesterday, you know, they will have to improve if if they're going to, if they're not going to be one of the three. And hopefully, um, as you say, best wishes to the the guy who picked up the bad injury yesterday. Yeah. That's. Not something that any of us want to see um, a game having to be abandoned. And I assume it's going to be rearranged. But best wishes to to him on a speedy recovery. Um, yeah. Tell me, we'll move on to the intermediate. I suppose the big story or the big victory yesterday was Shane O'Neill's five eleven to White Cross. Uh, White Cross is one ten, and what probably makes it all the more um, the more appealing was that they were actually a point down at half time. On the come out and they got four goals. I think Matthew Gervin got two goals after um half time. So huge comeback from Shane O'Neill's and they're one of the top teams in in Division Two. Eh? Yeah, you know, I, I thought Shane's, you know, that they're 
that's another tense league though. Them just with them seven things, you know, it's a, it's a, it's mind boggling. What what anybody again the team the standards that's in there, and but it got changed without the three lads, you know, find the tight enough. But you know that's a phenomenal win. You know the the turn round and and just the play the way they played in the second half there yesterday. They get the, they get the win again. White Cross, the White Cross. You know they've been hanging into that division there this last two or three years. They've always just done enough to stay there. You know so they'll be you know they'll be fighting again. But Shane, Shane O'Neill's for me. You know has to be one of the favourites once the, the M three lads come back in. That you know. You know, the, the load to win that intermediate championship this year, and to, to tap the, to, they'll be looking to come out of that there into, into senior football. You know, uh, but it's two Mackins and, and Greg and Gabe. Oh, what a difference that they And to win a game without them, lads, it says, you know, squad must be strong. It has to be a strong squad. And then I think St. Peter's and Wolf Tones, the all Lurgan derby of the day. This must have been a tight game as well, Tommy, 9-7. Um, I think the Tones got off to a great start. They were 4-1 ahead, and St. Peter started to reel them in then and obviously pushed on in the second half to win by two points. Yeah, well, the Peters, uh, it was a, a bit of a war of attrition, this one. It was uh, two defensive uh, teams set out very, very defensively. Tones had taken the lead. The Peters came back at them. Uh, and then... The Tones, by all accounts, missed four or five chances at the end uh, to to win the match. Uh, so it, there was nothing really in it. I think uh, it was a phenomenal performance by Orrin Fenton. Uh, he dropped back to full right into the full back line. Where he kept the painters in it. And uh, it was a good, good performance from the Tones, you know, considering that they've come back up from 2B. But again, these derby matches, you know, there's never going to be a whole lot in them, especially in and around Lurgan. You know, the form back sort of goes out the window and the two teams are went out yesterday and, you know, it's screwed. It's, it's, you know, we've also got thing in this. It's a pause is also in this group when they play. So there's not going to be a whole lot in it between them and their teams, you know. Um, but as I said, 9-7 sort of tells a story about uh, how defensive the two teams were set up and... Uh, uh, I suppose I'm more afraid of losing it than going and winning it. And I suppose the tones, Tommy, probably going to be happy enough for that start because there was actually there was two grades separated these teams last year, a bit like Grange and Kerr Cruppen. The tones are coming up from 2B while um, St. Peter's went down from 1B. So while they didn't win, they competed with a team that were two grades above them last year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Peter Nugent will be happy enough. You know, I really not be happy that he lost, but he. You know, they're happy enough that you know he's getting them set up. And he, he's going to put them in the way, get them to play again. He's only in there now, and he has to, he has to put his imprint in what way he wants them to play. There's no doubt, my mind. You know, and look at the job that he done at the Greens, and he had brought Greens from from two B right into one B, and he was actually the man that kept them in there. Uh, done a, done a phenomenal job of them, and uh, you know, there's no reason why he can't jump from two B up into one uh, or two B into two A. And, Compete with anybody coming down. He would have a good, he would have a good handle on the Peters and, and what way to play. But once he gets his mark and he gets it established and gets a few games under his belt and the toes knows what what way they want to really really play, they'll be they'll be hard enough to deal with in that division too. 
and Tully Sarn, they were the last winners in Division 2A. They beat Alec Moore 14-8. Probably not a a huge win, but going by reports, I think Tully Sarn were by far the better team and deserved their their six-point victory. Tully Sarn's a great club. They had a great day. They had a spell up there. Um, some fantastic footballers there. Uh, Eddie Ball, Gabby Collin, Owen Daly, you know, and then young Mark McKee was coming from from the time he was there. I don't know, it's, I think BK maybe away. I thought uh, BK was, was staunch a centre half back to him. And if he's away, he he could be he will be missed at some period during the year. But Tully Sorn are great footballers, say, play some great, great, great footballers, play a great pace. And we're very hard to beat in Tully Sorn. Alec Moore, you know, Gavin Gilly's still there, knocking about with them. You know, they've back, they've done, done so well with such a limited pound of players to stay in one day as long as they did. And they, they've taken the drop there this year. But, you know, I tell you, when you go to Alec Moore, it's a difficult place to get a win. And uh, so Gavin will have them set up hard and they'll be. They'll be difficult enough opponents for anybody going there. You know, and not be and not be easy there. So they they have a set of stall out there. But me, Tully Sorn is one of the better sides in, in this year league. They're they're be they're great great forwards, and when you've great forwards, you're always in a great chance of winning. I think Tully Sorn have been sort of knocking at the door for the last couple of years, and them boys missing now this year might just hinder them, but. As you say, class pl- class players in their team and brilliant forwards. We keep going back to the forwards, tell me, but it's forwards that win the games. It's forwards that win the game, yeah. It's look at the, the you know, Gary Collin, Larry Mull, super players, young keeper, super player. Uh, but you're right, old Daly's enough, great, great, great footballer. Uh, he's come all leaps and bounds. Um, but um, the, the BK, BK, if, he, if he's not back, I don't know what the situation is, but it, he, he was a driving force from centre half back to them, you know, and uh, he's he'd be very, very hard to replace. And it's it seemed uh, that a couple of all young fellas made their debut there yesterday. So the folly of them, I would read about them a bit, you know, and mm. they've went in and they've seen they've done well yesterday. So hopefully they can keep it going. And always it's one of the wee clubs that I always look out for and hope they do well and tell you the truth or great affinity for them. So they have, and uh, hopefully, hopefully. They'll, they'll be up, they'll be up the right end as well. And then Division 2B, Tommy, I suppose the talking point here is the two junior teams that come up from last year, Balik and Cross McGlynn Seconds, both getting wins on the opening day of the season. Balik beat Katie 112 to 19, and Cross beat Ballyhagan 19 to 5 points. So um, I suppose the, the top teams in the junior division would always sort of feel that they're an even, you know, standing with Division 2B that they, they could. You know, compete at that and throw in the likes of a Derry Noose or a Rogue, you know, that would be at the top yep. of the junior division, you'd imagine, this year. That sort of proves that. Blake and Cross Glen have pushed on this year and got great wins at the opening day of the season. Yeah, but Cross has been sort of up and down there in the last few years, anyway, Sean. So they have, the, they're always there or thereabouts, and uh, they're up and um, they're down so sort of about the yo yo system, uh, <laughs> so to speak. But they're always, they're always hard to go. It depends what way, I suppose. Just who's fight for them on that third day, but they're they're be they're always they're always difficult. Um, look, that was a good win in Bally Hagen. You know, it was one. It was a, it was a nine point win. Like I said, it's a big, 
it's a big seven point win, wasn't it? That's what it was. it's a it's a it's a it's big margin, sir. And Bally Hagen was always done done well in that league. It was always always held their own there. So, you know, uh, Cross may be an odd one to watch. You know, they had a good season last year in the league and they just failed in the championship to do the double so I'm sure that's where we're looking to go. It was to win the junior. But um, they were never enough. And Blake Blake had a tremendous year last year and just the same maybe it built on the momentum of that there. And that was a, that was beat well again. Katie Katie's Katie's always a top side there and, and the beat down in down in that third division, you know, like the main plan when it was with Tully Sorn and how how hard and how difficult it was, you know, the, Paul Doyle was with them at the time and they were, they were flying and they have some great footballers in the round there, Katie. So that was a great win, great win for the league. So, uh, to the bats up their code and both them teams, so they'll do okay up there. That'll be, be very competitive to watch. But then Turn and Oak, they, they're up there and they have won yesterday as well. Now they've, they've come down, they can go from 2A to 2B. So they're sort of looking to reform and to try to get a few young players through, and uh, they will, I suppose, they would hope they finish at the top end of that turn if not go back up into two. Yeah, I think that was a good win for for Terno against Clonmore 13 8. As you say, yeah. a couple of young players. I think they won the Division Two Championship last year, Division Two Minor Championship. Um, yeah, so trying to blood them new boys into this team, and as you say, push on then and, and get to the top of Division Two B and push on for promotion. Yeah, that's what that's where they want to be. You know, they want to get back up and try to get back up in the two year because the better the teams you play, the you know the more the more they do for them young fellas. You know, you don't want to bring them up maybe too quick. But John Moore again, John Moore is always a side that's difficult. They always make it difficult for you. I remember going down there with Tully Sorn and a few times there, and, and you know we got our fill down there. I tell you the truth, Tully Sorn was the bad side, and you're playing down again. Then lads are all playing. It was uh, that's a you know. They can put it up there, but you know, that's a big win for Turner Logan again. That's another wee bit of a derby. And you know, to win it with eight points is you know for a derby game sort of comfortable enough for them. So, you know, they may board it down and start the head in the right direction. And you know, for a club of its size, when we're city, you know, we're situated, you know, it should be pushing on and you know, should be at least up there into the two year, you know, pushing on into the senior level. And just the junior, um, then tell me as, as well. Um, I suppose Arog beat Mullabrack six seven to one four, and I've seen a couple of pictures of Arog on Facebook. Their whole back six was made up of three sets of brothers. Um, so I'm I'm not sure who who they were. I didn't find out names, but um, an interesting dynamic for the opening day of the season that um, there was three sets of brothers made up the defence. Well, it's McCluskey's were there anyway. McCluskey's and the uh, McGrath. And the Rands, well, both the Rands playing or not? It's the two brothers, but uh, I just noticed that Daniel Rand was playing again. Daniel, Daniel Rand's a, an absolute class footballer. He is a, you know, he's, he, you know, he has been playing. He, he's been in and out of the team for for different reasons. Uh, he was playing soccer for a while, and then he couldn't play because of work commitments, and he's back in again. But they get a year out of Daniel Rand at uh, at junior football. You know, I, I would expect or to come straight out of that. Uh, you know, they, he is a phenomenal footballer. Them two young McCluskeys are very, very good players as well. Uh, Roy, Roy and Jamie McGrath have been about there forever. Players bring loads of experience. So they have a good, they have a good uh, mixture of youth uh, and experience in there and there. So uh, they came very, very close last year. But just 
uh, faltered at the end of the at the end of the season. It just missed out, you know, on, on the promotion. So I think that I think this year could be, you know, the two good lads, the two two club men back in there, Madison again, uh, Marty McCleary and uh, Marty Hoy. And I think they could be they'll be real contenders for 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 top in that junior division. And there were two draws in the junior um, division as well. Um, St Michael's Newtown not nine, Derry New not um, one six, as well as Middletown and the someone drew list. Someone got fifteen points in Middletown one twelve. And I think Tommy Middletown be happy enough for that. I know half their team were playing for the Hurlers in the league final on on Sunday and didn't play, uh, or on Saturday yeah. rather, and didn't play in that game. So to be missing. We're talking about the county boys that are all the county footballers, Middletown of all these county hurlers, obviously. So um they're feeling the impact as well. But they'll be happy with a draw when you're when you're missing so much men. Oh, they'll be over the moon. And it's, yeah, you know, and you're right, uh, Middletown, but Middletown of everybody there, they're they're a good side. You know, they're quite capable of, you know, uh, to me they're a good intermediate team if everybody's about, never mind junior. And uh, it's just with the hurling and their commitments and you know, small enough powers and the boys are trying to do they're you know, dual players and, and, and playing with their county as well. Something has to give somewhere along the line. But they're, you know, when they get everybody out, they're, they're certainly, they're no gimme for anybody. And they have Gaffrey's and them boys, they're, they're all good, they're good players. And uh, we have come up again, as I said before, myself in the championship and uh, um, just got over the line and no more. But it's a, a different story when all the hurlers are there. Uh, but, you know, um, hopefully they say they can be able to get the thing balanced and be nice to see them go back up again too. And a couple of other results then in the, the junior division. Um O'Hanlon's one ten, Thomas Davis one twelve. You um Portmore beating Claudie by a point twelve to eleven. And the highest scoring game of the weekend, Tommy was in the junior division, Dorsey three twelve, Clevy two eleven. And as everybody listening in knows, we weren't at a lot of these games, but to score 320 for Dorsey, um, it's, it tells the tale we were speaking about a couple of games that were low scoring. You didn't have to be at the game, you know how it played out, but to see a scoreline like that, um, you can see how this game went. It was obviously end-to-end, and it was a forwards dream, 320, some scoring for one side. Looks great, it's great, you know, that's what Gaelic football's all about for me. Like, you know, you go to watch it for 320, you know, it's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, it shows you maybe, you know, going to games like that there, maybe you should go a bit more and watch them sort of games. 320 to 211, you know, it's plenty of entertainment for everybody there. And obviously the two teams are going at it. And Dorsey, Dorsey, Dorsey are always up at the higher end of that junior level, you know, and you're going to play a football like that. And if you can score, and if you can score at that there level, you know, you're always going to be in with a chance. You know, there must be a couple of decent forwards there to get that there sort of score. And, if you you know if you do that they're consistently, you know that that they're that you're going to be at the right end of things. So that's all we have. That's our first review of the, the opening weekend of the the club leagues. We'll be back every Monday and Tuesday with podcasts, obviously covering the club leagues, um, as well as releasing all the results from the weekend, the league tables, match reports, previews. Um, number one spot is the sideline A for all club action so make sure to follow us on all our social media pages make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel if that's where you get your podcast Tommy thanks a million for coming on and discussing the opening weekend of the club leagues no problem Sean all the best
this for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for us. Oh, it's won by our man Carlino Hanlon, the right person in the right place. Only for point number 10. It's up to Kieran McGinney, the captain. It's all